welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Neglect, neglect not this great salvation. Neglect not this great salvation. Let's all say that together. Say it again. Hallelujah. Neglect not this great salvation because there is a reward for every neglect when it comes to God. Every neglect will attract a recompense or a reward, as you can call it. The original Greek word translated, which means reward, which means recompense, which also means um, taking lightly. Reward means Mr. Padusha, and to neglect means amelio. Amelio, that's the Greek word for neglect, which means to make light of, to ignore. And Mr. Padusha means a reward, a reaction. Mr. Padusia, what's the meaning of Mr. Padusia? Reward. Okay, what's the meaning of uh, Amelio? A-M-E-L-E-O. Amelio means neglect. Okay, so Mr. Padusia for Amelio, meaning reward for neglect. That's why you have to be warned, so that you don't get the reward for the neglect. <laughs> so... Hebrews chapter 1 starts by talking about how Jesus Christ is better than angels. And he actually has not finished the argument he's raising for, or the case he's raising about Jesus Christ being better than angels. So he says that since we are Hebrews and we have crossed over to this side, we have crossed over to the other side, we have crossed over to the side of genuine worship of God. We have crossed over to the side of redemption. We have crossed over to the side of power. We have crossed over to the side of great salvation. Since we are Hebrews, there are things we have to know. Number one, in the realm of the spirit, when it comes to the things of spirit and creation, Christ, our savior, you'll find out that he's the captain of our salvation. You'll find out that uh, Christ, the captain of our salvation, our savior, our senior brother, is, is higher, the sun is higher and better than the angels. As I taught you earlier on, the, the predominant, you can summarize, if you want to summarize Hebrews with one word, the word is better, all right? And Christ is better than any other thing that has ever been created or that has ever been displayed or that has ever been used by God. And so since we have crossed over from one side to the other, we have to be aware of this better Christ and how better the salvation we are in is. And that will help us to be able to enjoy the benefits and escape the dangers. Because life is dangerous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Life is dangerous because, it's because there is a real devil. And because of the devil, there's a real hell. Praise the Lord. All right, so let's look at Hebrews chapter 2. It says, therefore, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. You remember that? 
we, last week I spoke about it, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Why? Lest we drift away. Lest it escapes our memory. Lest we forget. These things are important. So he says that we must pay the more earnest heed. Fix, fix your attention. Fix, keep your focus on the important things. Don't major on the minors and minor on the majors. It will cost you. So he said, therefore, we must um, give a more earnest heat. In other words, intense attention is very easy. How many of you agree with me that it's very easy to trivialize spiritual things? Very easy. It's very easy to decide, no, I won't go to church. It's easier than to say, I won't go to work. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's easier to do a lot of things. It's easier to... Wake up in the morning and brush your teeth, take a bath, than it is to read your Bible. It happens all the time. It's easier to be late for church than to be late for the train station. (laughs) Or to catch a plane. (laughs) It's easier to be a church worker and not really be bothered about your responsibility. You are going on holidays. You didn't even tell anybody. Whoever does what you are doing is up to them, but you are gone. If you are not coming to church, you really can't be bothered. Someone else should do it. If they know one does it, I can't be bothered. It's up to God. He should take his job. It's easier to, it's easier. It's easier to think that, oh, why? Why, 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 why must I go for outreach? Why must I be, uh, every time we are in church praying? It's easier not to give your tithe than to pay your rent. You know, I had, oh, I didn't remember this. The scripture, I think it's in, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Ecclesiastes chapter, either chapter 8 verse 10, or chapter 10 verse 8, or chapter 12 verse 8, or chapter 8 verse 12, some, there's an 8 somewhere there, 10, 8, 8, 10, somewhere, Ecclesiastes. He said, because sentence for sin is not executed in, immediately, the, the sons of men are set in their heart to sin, because it's very easy to do something and get away with it. Be careful because there is a Mr. Padosia, <laughs> which is a reward. And that reward is not talking about well done. It's talking about the reaction. The due, I'll show you in the scriptures. But uh, did you see Ecclesiastes? Listen, look at that. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11 says, Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Because it's not coming quickly. But it will come. <laughs> it will come. Don't wait for it to come because you may not like it. And the problem is sometimes when it comes, you don't know where it's ending. <laughs> Some people don't like what I'm saying. Let me, get, let me come back. Mr. Padosia. <laughs> Mr. Padosia for Amelio. Very interesting. So he says that, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to these things we have heard, lest we drift away. Why? For this way. So the drift away last week, I was talking about the way a ship that is not moved can drift away. 
Because if you leave your boat at the shore without tying it to the anchor, okay, it will just, the waves and the movement of the wave, by the time you realize it's gone, it will, you remember the, some of the movies you watched, and then they, they were on the island, went to buy some, or get some food, or get some, when they came, the tides have taken their boat away, because it was not moored. Okay, so if you don't moor your, your boat, it will be drifted away. Now, that same way, drifted away, carried away, is what the Bible is talking about, that the only way you can keep yourself not drifted away from God, what God has called you into is, is by paying earnest heed to the things that we are saying. I was telling some people, I'm discovering, that the strength and the blessing, the greatest blessing in Christianity or in spiritual activity has to do with consistency with the basics. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Consistent, you can, you can be here for one or two days, be screaming your intestines out, yeah, be rolling on the floor. If that's all you have done, really, your life will not see the blessing of God the way you should. But you may even come 10 minutes every day, Lord, in 10, pray and go for every day, 10 minutes, pray. Show me someone who prays 10 minutes every day regularly for two years and show me someone and then show me another person who prays powerfully for two or two whole days, 28, 48 hours without break. Just that and that's all. And I will show you the one who prays 10, 10 minutes on a consistent basis over a long period of time will definitely be so mightily blessed you can't understand how the blessing comes. No one eats sour grapes for someone else's teeth to be set on edge when it comes to Christ. He said that problem can, will no longer be used in Israel, that the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the teeth of the children are set on edge. Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, don't be deceived for God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man so, so shall he reap. I discovered that there's, con- there's a blessing in consistency. That is why as a pastor, I have to be consistent with teaching just God's word. So anything you do on a consistent basis, you may know, it's just like food. If you eat good food, very, very healthy food, you don't see the impact immediately. But after several years, and the one who is eating junk, you see the difference. It doesn't take effect immediately. It, it, it builds into your system a solid, solid foundation. Sicknesses can't survive the regular exposure to God's presence. No, 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 no. I call it radiation. It's called the Shekinah glory. When you come into God's presence, it's like chemotherapy. Some things that are meant to harm you in your future begin to lose influence and they eventually live your life that you never realize that that was supposed to happen. So you, you look at your twin, twin brother or twin sister who never did what you were doing or your best friend who was with you but never pursued God the way you are. After six years, five years, ten years, you begin to see, I would have been like this. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 um, to 1, it says that and he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be um, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and then the last two is tied together. But most of the time, most of the time, people separate them. It's teaching pastors, not teachers and pastors. It's teaching pastors. Because every pastor is supposed to teach. So what I'm doing now, I'm teaching. But as I teach, every time my pastoral instinct kicks in and I speak like a father or a mother will speak to you. Even though I'm teaching the word, I'm breaking the text, every now and then I leave it to talk about some things that I know can destroy your life or can make you very miserable. Therefore, we must give 
the more energy to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For, watch this, this is where the thing starts. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast. Mm -hmm. Remember, the comparison was between, has always been between Christ or the Son, Jesus the Son, and the angels. Now chapter 2 says that we have to pay more endless heat so that we do not drift away, okay? We, lest we drift away. Then it says that for, interest, why? For if the word spoken through angels, what word is he talking about? Did angels speak to anybody? It's making reference to the medium, some of the medium through which God spoke in the Old Testament and there are times God spoke through angels, God, for instance, Judges chapter 13, verse 5, Bible talks about how Samson's parents, an angel appeared to, for, uh, to Samson's parents and said, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and a razor shall not come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of there. So the angel said to the woman who was not having a child, that God is about to give you a child, and that child is going to be a Nazarite unto God. Razor should not touch. He said, this is an instruction the angel gave. But somewhere along the line, that instruction was flouted and it brought serious recompense, serious results, serious consequences. In, in the book of Judges chapter, six, Judges chapter 16, Bible talks about how Samson's hair which was cleared by Delilah. He brought and said, he called a man, a certain man, and he managed to get him to sleep. First of all, she frustrated him, harassed him to, to tell her all his heart. And when she saw that, Bible says that she vexed his soul daily. Because the man was in love with the woman. And because he was in love with the woman, the woman knew I can, I can pull out his secrets. And every time he would put his pass, her hand around, Samson, you know you don't love me. If you love me, you tell me the secret. <laughs> Samson. And then Samson said, oh, Delilah. Delilah said, okay, if you tie me with ropes. The woman tried it. Nothing happened. You are deceiving me. You are not telling me. She, he told her something else. And then the woman tried it. And he said, the Philistines are, are, have come. The Philistines are on you. So the woman tried it again, and it didn't work. Samson should have noticed that this woman is out to kill me. But be careful, be careful what you fall in love with, you know. And Bible says that he, she, she massaged him, encouraged him. She, she coerced him to fall asleep. <laughs> she coerced him to fall asleep on his knees, on his laps. So he put his head on her laps. Ah, be careful where you rest your head. <laughs> you may wake up without your hair. You may wake up without your vision. You may wake up a different woman, a different man for the rest of your life because, because of the way you are defining rest. When you are tired, you can sleep anywhere. That is why you have to be careful where you expose yourself to when you are tired. Something was tired. Bible says that this woman vexed him. Vexed him daily. It's in the Bible. He vexed him until his soul became very, very, and it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. Women, powerful. <laughs> he was total, he was there. his soul was vexed to death. And then, do you know what? He poured out all his heart. Go to verse 17. Then he told her all his heart and he said, if you cut my hair, the angel, the, the, as soon as he said, the Lara knew that that is it. And he managed to put him to bed. 
<laughs> he said, "For I, 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 I've been a Nazarite for her." And then after she told, he told her, she put him to bed. Read it. And King James said that he made him rest on her laps. The man slept, and when he slept, he called a strong man to come and chop off his hair. Now, angels said, "Don't do this. Keep this hair on." But he went hanging around with Delilah. They chop off his. They cleared his hair, and then so. Verse 19 talks about, and uh, verse 19, 20, and then she, she took, she beckoned, called the Philistines, come, enemies, come on him. When the Philistines came, the Bible said, he said, I will rise and go as at other times. He didn't know the spirit has left him. The strength was not coming from just him. The strength was coming from the covenant point of contact. Delilah is not a woman. It's something Taylor made to, sh to shave your hair, to shave your vision, to shave your strength. Be careful. Look at someone say, be careful about Delilah. Some of us, Delilah is some information that is coming to your ears. Some of us, Delilah is the money you are chasing. Some of us, Delilah is the woman you are hanging around with. Some of us, Delilah is the man, that brother. I mean, that brother who has been sending that funny text messages. You are enjoying it. Some of us, Delilah is that one. Delilah, leave me alone. Because if the message brought by angels, angels had a compense, recompense, had a reaction, had a reward, then how can we escape? That's where the whole thing is going. Even look at, look at the harsh consequences something suffered. Should I take you to Genesis as well? Genesis chapter, chapter 19, verse 17. The angel came and removed, took Lot and his family. Move out of Sodom. Come out for Sodom. <laughs> move, move out of Sodom. And he said, run for your dear life. Was not, should you, don't let us go too far. Let us stay here. The angel said, for your sake, you just go. And the Bible talks about, in I think verse 24, 25, 26, Lot's wife was not supposed to look back. She looked back, and instantly she became a pillar of salt. There, were, there was a consequence for looking back. The, the message the angels brought had consequences. In the book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 19, Galatians, or let's look at Acts first. Acts chapter 7, verse 53. Acts 7, 53 makes it clear that God gave us messages by the angels. Gave the fact, Acts chapter 7, verse 53, said that, who have received the law by the directions, the direction of angels and have not kept it. Talking about the fathers. They received the law. The law that was given to them, it came by the direction of angels. By the direction of angels. Angels were involved. And in, uh, in the book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 19, Galatians 3, 19, it also makes reference to how, 19, what purpose then the law said? It was added because of transgression till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of mediator and mediator. So the promise was appointed. It was appointed through angels. So angels have been involved in delivering of the messages of God. But if we flout the instructions in the, in the Old Testament, we saw that people who flouted the instructions the angels brought and, and, and underwent severe consequences, like Samson. All right, so now I'll just, I'm just trying to make it clear that angels, angels who are not that powerful, they are powerful, but they are not as high as Christ. The messages that came through the angels, when it was neglected or flouted, it came with consequences. I, I get what I'm saying. So the messages, that's the point is making that we Hebrews should be careful. We should pay close attention to the, I like that. If you read the, verse 1 again, it said, let us, listen, verse 1, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It said, let us, therefore, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. 
Therefore, we must give more earnest heed to the things we have heard. A message. Talking about message. We must give more earnest heed to the things. Is someone giving more earnest heed to these things I'm saying? Give more. Because it may look simple, but it's such powerful and profound in its implications. Someone say, I don't see why I should go to church every week. Let them stay at home. You keep doing it. Keep doing it. Don't compare yourself to people. Because we all don't die at the same. We are all not born at the same time. Even twins who were born on the same day, one comes first, and then sometimes one may Someone can come to church and be sleeping. You two don't have to say, I'm going to sleep like her. Just focus. You have to give a more earnest heed to these things lest we drift. Then he said, then he began to give us an example. He said, four. We see, there's two stars with the four. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, proved that this one is, is solid, it works. It proves to be sure. Yeah, that's one of the, the, the words you can use. Sure. Hebrews, I think Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14 talks about steadfast. Let's go firm, firm. Another word for it is firm, firm. Show, steadfast, firm. If the word spoken by angels proved to be, uh, verse 2, again, of uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 2, if the word spoken through angels proved to be steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just, you see that reward there? That reward. Transgressions don't receive reward if we reward is just like an applause. No, that word reward is what I was telling you. What, what's the Greek word I mentioned? Mr. Podusia, that is the reward, okay? Mr. Which also means that a recompense, okay? Reaction from, so he says that, watch this, put it on the screen again, Mr. Podusia, put it on the screen again. He says that, and, and, and every transgression and disobedience received a just Mr. Podusia. Think about it again. Let me repeat the whole sentence. He said, let's all read it together. I think it's good. Let's all read it together. Let's go. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. Some of the translations, some of your translations use received a just recompense. I think King James used, King James says, a just recompense. What does the just uh, that's a serious one. Recompense or reward. What does that mean? A just recompense of reward means that if if you stole two pounds, you receive two pounds penalty. If you stole twenty pounds, you receive twenty pounds penalty. If you stole two hundred pounds, you receive two hundred pounds. So you don't. Someone did. And what he's saying that some people stole two p. They stole two p and they lost their job. In that from that in the bank, they were working at the bank. They stole two p. They were sacked outrightly. And you are stealing 2,000 pounds. And he said, how can you neg- How can you escape? <laughs> that's the point. That's the, well, look at verse 3. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 3 quickly. He said, how shall we escape if we neglect? If the people, people who receive the message from inferior, who are not that, you know, uh, from messengers who are not that powerful, like the New Testament messengers. And come, let me show you what Jesus said. Uh, we have time. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. Oh, I feel like preaching now. Matthew chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. Look at it. It says that, and whoever will not receive you, nor hear your ways, when you depart from the house or the city, shake off the dust from your feet. This, this, is, this is Jesus talking. You know. He said, I'm saying, you go. If they don't receive you, they are not, they are not, they are not harming you. They are harming themselves. 
He said, look at the next verse. This is called just recompense of reward. The next verse says that, as surely I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than that city. Because Sodom and Gomorrah didn't know much. They didn't have much available. We have so much. And so it makes it much more dangerous when it comes to the recompense of reward that's going to come to us. If we neglect, there's so much I can pull out of this text. Grace doesn't mean license to do anything. Because he says that even though you are saved and you are in grace, there's going to be a just recompense of reward. Very interesting. In Matthew chapter 11, look at Matthew chapter 11. I think it should be verse 21. Ma- Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, 20 to 24. Let's quickly rush through that. Put it on the screen for me, please. said, then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done. Why? Jesus, Jesus is talking about Jesus. Because they did not repent. You see, let's well, verse 20 again. Then he began, this, that he is capitalized. So he's telling us it's Jesus. Then Jesus began to rebuke the cities. So Jesus said, said that, then, then he began to rebuke the cities. Look at verse 21. And he said, woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in Sanctus and Ashes. Verse 22. But I said to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than you. Why? Because what they were exposed to is not as good as what you have been exposed to. That's why it says that we have to be careful. So that and keep, pay heed to these things we hear, lest we drift away. Because it said, for the message that we were given through angels, if it was sure, and if every, it said the message was so sure, that's one, one, and then two, it says that every transgression and disobedience, let me tell you what transgression is. Transgress is to cross the line. You've crossed the line. That's your tra- You are not supposed to. So, so it's, you cross the line. You do something to cross the line. That is sin of commission. You did something. Whereas disobedience is just be indifferent. God is, you ignore. You choose to ignore or you choose not to take pay. You choose not to take the actions that God wants. So that is the sin of omission. You didn't do what you're supposed to do. Transgression, you did what you're not supposed to do. Okay, so both sin of omission or commission and omission, they are all active on our part. You knew what you were supposed to do, you didn't do, or you, you knew what you were not supposed to do. You knew you shouldn't have said what you said. You said, it doesn't matter, I'll say it anyway. That's <laughs> sin of um, omission and sin of commission. It says that both of them receive just reward. The title of today's message is How or Do Not Neglect so great a salvation. Then the, the, the verse 3 drops this in. It says that, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Neglect Amelio. Now, the word translated reward or recompense, as I, said, I told you, um, Mr. Padosia, in Hebrews, the same word was used in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, 35, which talks about um, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great, great reward. 
Mr. Patricia. So it's not necessarily negative. It means that what you have done, the consequences. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 26, put your Hebrews chapter 11, verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ a greater, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he looked for the Mr. Padusia. So you must keep your eye on Mr. Padusia, the reward. Whatever you are doing, you know, don't spoil the church. Don't never, listen, never be a partaker of the spoiling of a church. Never. You have to vow because the, the judgment that will come on you is severe than someone told on Gomorrah. Severe. He said, if there was a recompense, there was Mr. Padusia. If there was Mr. Padusia on messages that angels brought, then the message that Pastor David is bringing. Okay, let me finish verse 3. Let me show you something. Look at verse 3. It says that, how shall we escape if we neglect some great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord himself and was confirmed by us by those who, uh, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Listen, look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. God also bear witness both with signs, wonders, and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Haven't you seen that already? God is bearing witness to some of these things. So it tells you that this is the authentic word Jesus has been preaching. Are you guys know what I'm saying? It's the word of God. He said, you can't escape if you neglect so great a salvation. You can't escape. Where are you escaping to? It's like you're running away from the sun. Where? Where? Everywhere you go, there'll be oxygen. Unless you choose to die. Even if, do you know there's oxygen in water? Or you didn't know? Okay, then. The fish, the fish, they also take in oxygen. Uh, yeah, H2O, the scientists of the H2O, actually water. The, com the chemical composition of water is two molecules of hydrogen and a one molecule of H2O. So let us, he said, we can't escape if we neglect. The next week I'll pick it from there. The, the key word is neglect. Take, make light of, Matthew 22 verse 5, make light of. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? He said, but, but they make light of it and went, they made light of it and went there. That, that word light of it, they made light of it, is that the word that translated neglect, which is the same as A-M-E-L-E-O. Ameleo. Ameleo. They made light of it. They disregarded it. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 9, God said, I just, I just did, I, I didn't regard them. So to not to regard, not to give regard to it means Amelio, Hebrews eight nine. God Himself said that I didn't regard, regard them. God that I disregarded them. That's Amelio, and He said, do not disregard. Okay, this great salvation, I'm going to point to you. It's not so much about instructions as it is about the great salvation you have got in Christ. Keep your eye on it. Don't disregard it. Don't think suddenly that unbeliever is doing better than you. Suddenly, you are beginning to judge the value of your life based on material possession. Because you have not got the money yet, you are suddenly thinking that this whole church thing, uh, why? No, because if I had my friends, they still have two boyfriends and they have bought houses there. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't neglect this great salvation because the salvation is so great. I'm going to show you how the person of Christ and the work of Christ is what makes the salvation great.
and he saves you to the uttermost. Fuller. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, it says that there are angels, angels are servants of God sent to minister to us. We are the heirs of salvation. They, to inherit salvation. Those who are those who inherit this salvation, angels are at our disposal. To minister to us, to serve us like you're just like you're on a, on, a, on a plane. Flight attendants are coming to you, serving you, serving you. If they don't do it well, you can report to the captain. Or as soon as you land, you can report to BA. That, that flight attendant may lose their job because of the way they treated you or they spoke to you. And angels are God. They are not disobedient. They are serving you well. You, sometimes you don't know this great salvation we have coming. You can't be sitting in a car and just have an accident. Why? Because you are, you are in great salvation. Ah, don't neglect that. Money can't give you that. Don't neglect that. There's no guarantee that your child will turn out to be great in life. There's no guarantee that your child will get married. There's no guarantee that your child will not get sick and end up spending all your time six months in hospital. There's no guarantee. Money can't guarantee that. But I'm telling you, great salvation can guarantee that. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. None of us here will bury your child. Nobody. Nobody here will bury a child. No way. No way. No way. Why? We are in a great salvation. Shout hallelujah. There's so much working for us. Don't neglect it. And focus on some other things which ordinary people are chasing. Don't, don't let those things distract you. So pay careful heed. Attention to these things you have heard. Other than that, by the time you realize you have drifted away. And you are beginning to focus on some things that don't matter. Do you receive something at all? Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karis Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.